0: Hey guys, welcome back to Modify Lifestyle. I am your host, Andrew. And it's your boy, Ranch. And I don't know if you've seen over the past couple weeks, the Z Proto has been making its way around the U.S. Specifically, I think the West Coast as of right now.
1: Yeah, very cool. I mean, it's getting thrown around. I I think that's how they're really trying to get this car popping. I think they're going to get a lot of celebrities really posting about it, uh, really get it buzzing. And uh, honestly, it's really smart of Nissan to even do that because that's honestly how a lot of people will be able to even see this car. Yeah, I don't think I've seen
0: any other like manufacturer like Nissan mm-hmm. kind of I don't I wouldn't say promote it, but like give enthusiasts like a first look at the car. Right. Like, you know, we've seen cars from like like Toyota Supra, we've seen like BMW and Mercedes Audi when they release like their really high end models. Mm-hmm. It's usually just like a press release where they invite everyone to come out and check out the car and then that's about it. You don't really get any one on one time with the car.
1: Right, and I think Nissan doing this, right, uh, giving cars to, like, celebrities, people that are are known in the community, really goes to show that they know what they're doing in terms of marketing. They want enthusiasts to really love this car, right? And eventually, when this car is actually being sold, they'll be able to purchase it because, you know, they've gotten a little taste of it.
0: Yeah, obviously because, you know, we're in, like, a a whole pandemic, you know, they can't really have huge press release shows, especially in, like, the U.S., like, the announcement was virtual, right? Like, as, as we've seen. But I think that kind of gives people the advantage, you know, They ha- because they get that one-on-one time with the car. You know, they don't have to share the car with other people or they're not, like, crowded by other journalists and, like, media outlets who are trying to cover the car for the same features and aspects of it. That's what we've kind of seen over the past couple weeks. Like, a lot of journalists, a lot of, like, well-known people in the car community especially – have been getting one on one time with the car, you know, being able to take pictures, being, being able to see up close and personal, like all the features, all mm-hmm. the design aspects that they've kind of incorporated in it. And I think that kind of shows that, like, Nissan, they know this is an enthusiast's car, right? right. They, they know that their main market for the Z are enthusiasts. It's not the everyday consumer.
1: Right. And I mean, that's kind of why they went with the design too, right? Uh, they kind of they incorporate something from their old generation of vehicles. And essentially only those people that really bought these cars would know what they are right and I think them choosing to go this marketing route is very smart and not a lot of people are gonna be shopping for this car anyways right I mean it's only to us I mean the taste is only for some people right and a lot of them are enthusiasts right not the everyday person is gonna go out and buy a sports car like you know the Z Proto I think in general uh it, it, for the marketing point of view and i think it's really important uh, for them to really use people that are well known in the community in the car community in general to really market their cars right
0: yeah it's essentially influencer marketing you know we've seen influencer marketing on the rise over the past couple of years when a lot of these so-called influencers who have a lot of follow and, and a huge fan base on the internet you know they get access to these kind of cars, you know, products, all that kind of stuff early to kind of, you know, give their first looks and their first opinions about it. And, you know, we've seen celebrities like you said, like um, Cody Walker, Paul Walker's brother, and Sung Kang, which is um, Han from Fast and Furious, right? These two are like genuine car enthusiasts, you know, just like Paul Walker, he was a genuine car enthusiast. So, like, it's kind of obvious that Nissan will give them a car like this to take a look at, you know, get first looks and all that kind of stuff. We've also seen Larry Chen, who's a huge automotive photographer he does like commercial photography he does photography for like grid life and all mm-hmm. these huge motorsports events uh he actually did the press photos for the us of the z proto so he was literally the first person to photograph the z proto which is huge for him and you know it shows that nissan they're really targeting enthusiasts people who are genuinely interested mm-hmm. in the car not just like your re- your regular average show we've also seen companies like z1 motorsports get access to the car too which is great because c one Motorsports they're like basically the number like one of the biggest suppliers of parts for the Nissan and Infiniti platform so the fact that they're getting early access to it shows that they're actually taking initiative to design parts for the Z Pro even before it's even launched.
1: Yeah which is a big deal I mean kind of like the Supra I feel like this is gonna be uh, another take of that right everyone's gonna want the car in general and there's gonna be a huge demand for parts right and Knowing that Z1 Motorsports is really looking to get this car, I mean, they've gotten a little glimpse of it, but when they, when this car actually comes out and it's ready for purchase, I feel like they're going to be one of the first companies out there to actually purchase it and really uh, do their research and development on it and uh, release the parts for it.
0: Yeah, and like we said, like this is an enthusiast car, right? It's like probably one of the very few manual twin-turbo cars that are... For sale brand new right now right right because like that combination is like super rare right now and like fun fact the last time nissan actually came out with a manual twin turbo car was back in 2000 when they were producing the s15
1: and obviously the s15 wasn't sold in north america so you know we didn't even get that car here so it's really cool to see that uh nissan is offering a 6 twin turbo obviously it's not a four banger anymore but they're offering a v6 twin turbo uh, seen uh, relatively in the 300 ZX being sold nationwide right uh, so you can essentially get this car anywhere and you know what I feel like there's gonna be a lot of demand for this essentially because it is still manual yeah
0: it's gonna be a very attractive buy when it actually comes out and you know this car is very close to production too, which is something that a lot of people don't realize right like that we're gonna see this car early probably mid next year I would say like the first production models rolling out, and at that time, like I don't see any other car manufacturer building a platform like this rear-wheel drive twin turbo with a manual transmission as a standard, mm-hmm. right? It's very attractive, especially like not even just for car enthusiasts, just people who enjoy driving and you know the whole manual transmission and all that kind of stuff. But aside from that, we're also seeing the car outside of like. The press release images that we've seen when they first announced it so we're seeing a lot more angles a lot more different curves that we haven't seen in other pictures and honestly it
1: looks a lot better than i thought it would definitely and you know what i'm most thrilled about i mean i i've driven a, a z car before and the best thing about this car is that it actually has a functional cup holder
0: <laughs> yeah I've, yeah i've seen that a lot from z owners you know because yeah. the z's don't have any cup holders, basically. Yeah. yeah, I guess that's a good feature. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, for for anyone that actually owned a Z before, the cup holder was actually on the dash, and it's one of the most dumb designs ever and essentially that shit used to fall off and just break all the time so this is actually a good news right you can actually hold your drink now in your car but besides that i think they've done a good job of really uh putting this this car high on a pedestal i mean when the supra came out first obviously toyota was really low-key about it uh they didn't really want to share what the car was essentially going to be i think that's why the supra got a lot of hate online right because it wasn't actually a Toyota car, uh, it, it honestly didn't come with a lot of the te- uh, things that Toyota was known for, right? Reliability, it came with the t- BMW engine, which is not known for that. But I think being an actual Nissan engine, actual drivetrain is Nissan, and it's also historic to the Nissan brand. I think this car is is gonna do better than a lot of people are projecting it to be, uh, just because of its uh, you know how historic it is. They've they're actually listening to the consumer and giving them a manual car with a V6 twin turbo, which is unheard of. One
0: thing that I noticed when this first when this car was first announced is that this, the design was very questionable, especially like the front end. You know, it had that really square ish look to it for the grille and. I'm looking at more pictures of it, and it looks like they actually have a lot more detail in that grille. So it doesn't just look like a square box, essentially. You know, like, the front of the, the front end of the car it like, kind of has, like, a more aggressive styling than what we've originally seen in mm-hmm. renders and, you know, the press photos that they announced. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like it, to be honest.
1: Yeah, it's very different from any of their other cars that they've made.
0: And the rear end, like we've talked about before, it shares a lot of aspects of the 300ZX. But looking at more photos of it, it looks a lot more modern, and I think it kind of fits in with this whole Z design that they've created here. It looks very sleek. It's very minimalist, I would say. It doesn't, like the rear diffuser, it's very simple. It's not like huge and obnoxious, like we've seen from other manufacturers, but it just looks a lot cleaner. And I think, like overall, the Z Proto, it has a lot of like heritage design aspects to it, but it also has a lot of modern touches that kind of brings it up to standards to, you know, today's design cues. Another car that we've seen over the past week that's been catching a lot of buzz is the r 6 Avant. So I believe it looks like a lot of people are getting their deliveries of this car now. Mm -hmm. So we're seeing quite a lot of them on the internet and around Ontario too. There's been a couple of them that we've kind of seen. And, you know, people starting to modify them even.
1: Honestly, one of my favorite uh, station wagons out there. Audi obviously does a very good job uh, in making uh, station wagons, and I think that's why they keep just j- making them. They do a really good job. One of the first ones that I've seen online, I've seen a couple days ago,
0: and it's a Nardo Grey, which is kind of Audi's signature color, really. You know, we've seen a lot of people copy it, but I think this color only works well on Audi's lineup. So, you know, the RS6 Avant, it looks beautiful in this color. Like, every angle of this car is just beautiful like there's no bad angles of it just stock too it looks really really good you don't even have to do any modifications to it yeah. and internally too, it i think it's like it's a v8 twin turbo so it makes like 600 horsepower mm-hmm. so you have plenty of power to like go through go around the track you know do drag runs even during the winter this is like the perfect daily essentially
1: yeah, essentially and obviously it's a station wagon it's meant to be a daily honestly with the the engine and the power plant all together uh yeah you're right it can, it'll be honestly the best winter car as well I think Audi does a really good job every single every single generation in uh, bringing out a, a car that really looks good and also performs at, uh, you know to a certain extent too
0: yeah and this specific um, r6 that I'm talking about uh this guy he it looks like he works at Eurocharged Canada and he just installed hre ff10 wheels on it Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like a gunmetal gray and it looks so good like this car looks so good but like the wheels ties the look and the car together so well like these wheels i don't know i've never seen these wheels on any car before but it just works so well on the r6 if you guys want to check it out i'll leave the instagram user in the show notes so you guys mm-hmm. could kind of look at his car and like what he's done to it i'm sure he's going to be doing a lot more mods to where he seems like a car enthusiast just looking through his page so i'm excited to see how enthusiasts are going to mod this car
1: and uh, i mean i'm just looking on your charge, uh page as well and this i'm guessing it's this is the same owner that actually went to them and got a stage one uh tune on it to run 94 pump gas and essentially got 150 wheel horsepower out of the car uh, which is crazy right because this car just came out there's not much many mods out there but just knowing that if you just get a tune on the car you can get a good 150 horsepower out of it that's crazy
0: yeah it's actually really really impressive especially mm-hmm. for like a brand new car the fact that they were able to already you know tune the ECU to make that much power like we've seen the C8 the mm-hmm. Corvette C8 that car's been out for probably or it's been in the hands of people for probably about eight months now and people still can't crack the ECU on that they can't even tune it you know people are doing, twin turbo builds on it and they can't tune it because they can't crack the ecu essentially Mm -hmm. right so it shows you that like this platform is very adaptable you know we've seen the twin turbo platforms be very tunable you know people have been pushing a lot of power just out of stock motor Mm -hmm. right and it, it shows with this R6 Avon that's already been tuned.
1: I think it's really cool to see that uh, the uh, uh, that people online that create renders are really going at it with this car, right? Like, I've seen uh, quite a few of them. I mean, I've seen a couple of them stand. Some of them, like, went for, like, a wider kit on it, specific tires. Uh, and I think it's really cool to see the car community really coming together and embracing this, this car. Back in the day, uh, you know, I used to tell people that I love station wagons, and they always used to look at my face like oh, what the hell are you talking about, right? It's just a station wagon. It's a grocery getter, right? Uh, You're not supposed to actually mod these. And I think it's really cool to see that, you know, people have evolved and they really have gotten to love uh, these station wagons because no one really liked them back in the day uh, unless you were, you know, having like a family and that's about it, right? And you weren't really an enthusiast uh, when you bought a car like this.
0: Yeah, I'll be honest. I wasn't like a huge fan of wagons back in the day, but like as I got into cars and I kind of see, you know, what you can really do to wagons i kind of grown to love them. Mm-hmm. You know, they have like this unique look. And especially for like cars like the RS6, like these high performance wagons, they just look so good and so aggressive in how the manufacturers design them.
1: Yeah, honestly, I think the design is one of the biggest parts about this car. The reason why a lot of people keep buying them, right? I mean, when this fir- when the car first came out, it came with, the I think, the V6 twin turbo. And honestly, even at that point, it was like, holy crap, this car is fast, right? I can only imagine what this car can do right? Even on the track. I mean, obviously, people won't be taking this to the track very much, or they will, who knows. But this is essentially a, you know, everyday driver car slash, oh, I, got, I have a family, but I'm still a car guy kind of car.
0: So obviously the car season has kind of come to an end now, and you know, with this being our final episode of the season, we're kind of going to go over how the 2020 car season was, kind of Mm -hmm. like do a recap. So to start things off, we actually have a topic that someone sent us in. So the question is, do you think COVID helped or hindered the car scene and people and why? So COVID kind of hit right as the car season was kind of opening up. You know, I think Motorama was the first and last show of the season, right? Yeah. And we went to that on, I think, the second day, and I think the third day actually got canceled because of COVID and, you know, the mm-hmm. whole shutdown and lockdown that was happening. Yeah, they made everyone pack up. Yeah, essentially. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people at that time, they were, like, super bummed about it Yeah. because, you know, a lot of people were looking forward to Motorama because it's the first show of the season, essentially. Right. And after that, we've kind of seen a lot more shows or season openers, I should say, because around March and April, that's usually what we see, season openers. Mm-hmm. And we've seen a lot of those get postponed, and people were kind of, like, kind of bummed out like they're they're going to be missing out on these shows Mm -hmm. but i think as the season kind of progressed and people were more persistent to work actually work on their cars right because they weren't allowed to go anywhere there were no timelines like strict timelines for car shows and all that kind of stuff and they had a lot more time on their hands right so people were so people were essentially able to kind of on the cars more and i think that kind of helped the car community
1: definitely see uh you know the car community really uh getting impacted by covid uh but i think that because covid happened a lot of people were stuck with working on their own cars uh, i say stuck because you know we're all stuck in our houses not because you know you don't do your own work but like i think that because uh, covid happened a lot more people aren't going to shops and really uh touching their cars more Also, the second component, I would say, is financial, right? Uh, Because the car season was essentially canceled, a lot of people now have the opportunity to save their money and really get their build going for next year uh, and really, you know, killing it next year. And I I think because uh, there is some you know uh, light at the uh, light at the end of the tunnel, and because they're talking about a COVID vaccine, I I can really see the the 2021 car season coming back hopefully and being greater than ever. And because this car season was canceled, we we were really like just stuck in our homes, and uh, essentially the money that we saved f- from going to car shows and like that money can essentially go to building the project of your dreams for next year, right? And I that's why I think we've been saying for the longest time that 2021 is honestly going to be the biggest year for car season especially in Canada our car culture has obviously been growing for the last couple of years but uh it obviously isn't to the level of many other car cultures around the world right and I I feel like next year it could be that breaking point where Canadian car culture could be on a pedestal
0: yeah I think a lot of people you know they've kind of been looking at 2020 as like a really shitty year but like in my opinion I think it's given a lot of people opportunities that you've never had before right so like in terms of cars like a lot of people are kind of on a time constraint for their builds you know because car is coming up you know there's a car show or there's like a track day or something like that and you know you have a time constraint for to have your car ready essentially right but because of covid you know they kind of canceled a lot of the car shows and a lot of the car events it gives people a lot more time to actually work on their cars you know something that a lot of people don't have the luxury to do. And because of that, like like you said, like twenty twenty one is gonna be a huge season for car enthusiasts and the car community because we're gonna see a lot of quality builds that kind of been, you know, slowly building their way through twenty twenty come out in twenty twenty one for all the car shows and car events. And even for like motorsports too. Like even though there's a lot of shutdowns around like car shows, Mm -hmm. motorsports and you know the track shows and all that kind of stuff has still been happening. So there was still a little bit of light in the car community. Mm-hmm. And I think because of that, you know, people were kind of optimistic about the car season. And, you know, it kind of helped with the general community building a, a closer community and a more tight knit community. Right. Because people don't want to have be around big crowds, you know, big events and all that kind of stuff because of coronavirus, obviously. So it kind of created this smaller event space for smaller car meets, private car meets that we've seen a lot and it, it gave us the opportunity to create a more tight knit community, something that we haven't really seen in the car community in Ontario.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think we need like smaller groups in general. We've obviously been through our fair share of like you know drama and, and car crew issues. Um, and honestly, I can, I mean, we've obviously sized ourselves back. Uh, we don't really like associate ourselves with a lot of a lot of people nowadays. I think that's how we're gonna keep it from now on, right? I mean, obviously we do our car shows and all that, but essentially we're we're like a very small family right everyone in our group knows each other we're just we all just know each other we're like family and you know we just keep keep to ourselves we don't really associate with all the drama and all the bullshit
0: yeah i think we've seen a growth in the community even though the community as a whole hasn't been interacting together mm-hmm. you know people have kind of formed their own groups where you know they're enthusiasts you know they, they share the same passion and all that kind of stuff and they're able to kind of interact with each other and still build that car community and build their cars in general you know we've seen a lot of communities where people are helping each other out with their builds because they have so much time like we said right and I think that kind of contributes to the whole community as a whole and we're going to see next year where a lot of these groups come together at like these larger car shows and you know the community as a whole is going to grow substantially because of that and even though this year you know we haven't had a lot of events we've seen a fair share of quality events go by. Like I think there was a little pocket in like July and August Mm -hmm. where we've seen a lot of car meets kind of pop up Mm -hmm. and a lot of people attended these because they've been in lockdown for so long. Mm -hmm. Right. And we've seen, a lot of these events grow to essentially, like, dangerous levels. Like, we've seen hundreds and hundreds of people where it was beyond, you know, the police's control. They couldn't even control it at that point. And, you know, we we don't really support that kind of stuff, but it just kind of happens, right? You know, Mm -hmm. we've seen the community comes together when there's an event like that, and we've seen that over the past couple months. Obviously, like, recently, it hasn't been possible, right? But, like, one thing, one notable event was CSCS. Like, I went to this event, and it was huge. Like, there were so many people. I was surprised. I was shocked by the amount of people there and if you went to that event like you look around you wouldn't even think there was a pandemic going on
1: and i mean obviously those events like they've kind of like started restricting uh the amount of people are actually on the lot but yeah that's actually a very good example right i mean in june or july that's when like in our province uh, the cases started going a little bit down so we got a little bit more openness to go outside so yeah, it, it's honestly really cool to see that car community really got together, came out to TMP and really enjoyed uh, what th- what they love, right? I think, again, uh, for 2021, it's going to be even bigger because, I mean, we're going to probably be going into another lockdown soon. Uh, so I can definitely see the car culture or- and the car community really coming together next year and doing bigger things.
0: Yeah, especially with the vaccine on the horizon. Mm-hmm. I think once people get the vaccine mm-hmm. and, you know, it's tested, it's proven that, you know, the spread is not as significant as it was, mm-hmm. people are gonna be more comfortable going outside. You know, we're gonna see a lot more businesses open up mm-hmm. and a lot of these venues open up for car shows. So I think a lot of like the builds that we've missed out on this year are gonna come out next year even better than ever, essentially. like I think this year, like even though there were no car shows, I've seen a lot of builds get completed and a lot more people were doing private shoots mm-hmm. to kind of show off their build to like the internet and you know friends and all that kind of stuff. And there were a lot of quality bills that came out of this year, I'll Mm -hmm. be honest.
1: Yeah, honestly, like, compared to last year... Uh, I, I think this year, uh, just online, we've been seeing a lot of quality builds coming out, and I think that's just a little insight for next year again.
0: Yeah, I think that's why like we're really psyched for next year, and I'm sure a lot of people in the community are right because because like we said, it, the community has only grown in the past year, mm-hmm. and next year, like everyone's gonna come out harder than ever. I know that for a fact because mm-hmm. people were locked up this year, people were able to do a lot more you know, builds and mods to their cars. So next year, a lot of people are going to be showing off those builds and the community as a whole is going to is gonna grow substantially because of that. You know, we're going to see a lot more quality builds, really show cars come out and even motorsports too. Like motorsports were very popular this year because a lot of those businesses were still allowed to be open. Mm-hmm. But I think next year, a lot of people are going to kind of participate more in that. They've kind of experienced that culture this year because that's really the only events that were available or open.
1: Yeah, most definitely. Like, I mean saw a lot of people hitting the track, going to like CSCS, that kind of stuff. I think that's that's the one the few things that really got popular this year, generally because there were no car shows, right? I mean last year especially i think i we went to like more car shows than actual track events right and i think that's really uh, one thing to keep in mind especially for next year is really keep uh, keeping up with what you love right i mean if car shows makes you happy let's do it right like let's go to car shows but if you know going onto the track tracking your car really makes you more happy i think it's time for you to switch right switch from car shows and really build your track car
0: yeah, I think, the car, I think next year the car community is going to be a lot more diversified, so we're going to see a lot of people in the car show scene, but we're also going to see a lot more people in the track scene, and the drift mm-hmm. scene, you know? I follow a lot of people online who've actually kind of transitioned towards that, so I'm excited to see how that community grows, because that's something that I'm kind of really interested in too, like especially drifting. Mm-hmm. Drifting is just cool, like I just enjoy drifting. I go to like, a lot of those last year and this year, and it's just fun to watch, and I'm excited to see a lot more people kind of participate in in that community.
1: So this year, uh, to limit the spread of coronavirus, we really canceled all of our events. Uh, We we didn't really want to be responsible for people catching anything. So, I mean, for 2021, obviously, our biggest goal is to get the show running again. Uh, obviously this year being that all of our shows were cancelled and I think the biggest thing is uh really coming out next year with you know a bigger and better show right obviously our collaboration with six Dance is still intact and uh, w- when the show comes out it's really gonna be something else I don't think anyone's expecting it but obviously time will tell for next year and we'll see how, how big we can actually get it and uh, essentially if we can get you know enough people participating we'll try to do a quote-unquote track event now obviously this will like be a trial uh for the future right so uh if we're able to pull it off for next year obviously this will be like a, a yearly thing happening and essentially that will be our like one show every single year that we're gonna be doing besides from you know the meets that we're gonna host and like uh the uh, you know photo sessions and all that kind of stuff i think that's one of our biggest things that we're gonna be focusing on for next year obviously it, it, the second part is obvious to get get our youtube channel running uh we want to start doing the the build breakdown uh, component uh, which if you've been on our website it's you know it's already there it's just we haven't we don't really want to do anything for this year and we're definitely gonna you know go out with a bang for next year and really push to the limit and see what we, how much content we can actually give you guys. In terms of our Instagram page uh, I think we have enough content for, to cover for the winter and we're definitely gonna try to get a, a, a couple more photographers involved for next year and uh, we'll definitely see uh, you know who's gonna represent us as uh, you know Northside Whips.
0: Yeah we had a lot of plans for this year to be honest yeah. um, but obviously because of COVID-19 uh, we have to cancel a lot of those stuff but next year we're going to come back even harder than ever like we have so many plans for next year like you guys, are, you guys don't even know what to expect but looking forward to 2021 I think it's going to be For events, I think it's going to be a really good year. You know, this year we've seen a lot of huge car events being canceled like Berlin Classic and Import Fest. So those events are obviously going to be back next year. Mm -hmm. And I think the participation in those events is going to be a lot larger Mm -hmm. than we've seen in previous years. Like we've said before, because people have been cooped up in their houses, you know, they've been working on their cars. So even car shows, car meets, track events, all that kind of stuff, we're going to see a huge growth in that. And that's something I'm really excited about
1: so moving on to car of the week this week's car of the week is a off-roading Jeep
0: gladiator so because this car is so new we haven't seen a lot of people extensively modify them you know the Jeep platform is huge for that reason the Jeep platform is huge for that reason because there's so much aftermarket parts available you know people do all kinds of bills off-roading bills you know we've seen stance bills even like daily bills all that kind of stuff but like the Gladiator, it's a fresh platform and a lot of people have been experimenting with it. Mm-hmm. And this week's car of the week is probably the most extensively modified Gladiator that I've seen. Yeah,
1: I mean, it, it, honestly, I've, I haven't have seen a Gladiator ex, uh, modded to this extent ever. <laughs> I've seen obviously a Jeep Wrangler. Uh, but not a Gladiator. I mean, essentially, they are almost the same thing, obviously. The Gladiator obviously is, uh, in my opinion, is way way more different, and obviously, it comes with a pickup b- bed as well. I think this essentially is like, it shows what Jeep owners can do to their uh, cars. I mean, this one's obviously an off-road version, and you can obviously see the owner really going uh, crazy about, you know, taking a
0: off-roading so this is actually a SEMA truck so this this gladiator was built for SEMA. so mm-hmm. obviously you know like like every SEMA build mm-hmm. essentially everything is touched on the car so looking at the exterior of it you know it has a very aggressive front end to it so it has like it, it looks like a full body kit from the roof of the car all the way down to the hood and the bumper it has like shorter fenders you know it has a more aggressive bumper or more aggressive rear bumper big wheels and obviously a suspension upgrade like i don't know exactly what it's done but it looks like a lift kit and a more robust suspension so it has a lot more flexing in the suspension you know something that you kind of need for off-roading
1: i think what's really cool about this truck especially um is in the bed uh, of, of the actual gladiator they have speakers in it i mean uh, this is something that you probably haven't really seen in any other you know uh jeep out there yeah
0: overall i think some people might think it's
1: too aggressive Mm -hmm. i mean i I
0: can see why but i think like the gladiator platform it needs to be aggressive to look this good like this Mm -hmm. car it's all black everything's black tinted Mm -hmm. windows big tires you know the wheels are kind of like a machined finish Mm -hmm. it's not completely black but like majority of the car is black and because of like the aggressive kit that's on it it just looks so good from like any angle
1: but yeah that's about it for our podcast again thank you guys for listening to us year round uh really appreciate it if you guys have any uh interesting topics that we can do for next year definitely hit us up at Northside whips on instagram and facebook or uh definitely email us northsidewhips@gmail.com. at gmail.com
0: if you want to check out any of the stuff we talked about today definitely check out the show notes we'll have everything linked there as well as the car of the week yeah and once again thank you for listening all year round to every episode we greatly appreciate that. We've actually seen a lot of growth this year, which is mm-hmm. really good, I think, because a lot of people are kind of stuck at home. You know, they mm-hmm. kind of listen to the podcast, which yep. we appreciate every single one of you guys. Thank you guys so much for, you know, sharing it with your friends and sharing suggestions and topics for us to talk about. Mm-hmm. We really appreciate that. And we will see you guys next year for our season three of Modified Lifestyle. Okay.